So did you have fun at the event, Dan? I had so much fun. We had fun without you. Let me talk to you about the free food that I got. Please. What did they oh, serve? Oh, that's, that's what people tune in for. Actually, they served little, uh, little like, almost like Pop-Tart things. They were like little, like, not quite Danishes, but like a, a little, like. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know what that word means, but sure. Me neither. Toaster crudite? Yes. I think I, someone had told me there were apple ones, but I could never find any. I only found some with, like, raspberry in them, ironically enough. Mm. Apple ones. Raspberry's all that, apple ra- ones. Ra- raspberries, uh, is that an Android version i'm not clear on these things also i got free potato chips later which was pretty delicious oh they always <laughs> taste better when they're free and free cookies like yeah. big like nice like specialties cookies those chocolate chip peanut yeah, butter what i got a chocolate chip there i think car uh no dan frakes took two he took two. Oh, nice well i'm geez. narking him on a podcast apparently yeah i guess wire cutter has a sense of entitlement <laughs> <laughs> those guys Actually, I mean, if you want to talk Apple event, let's talk Apple event some more. Okay. But Dan Frakes and Wirecutter led to the thing that I want to talk about. Like, I bought a new thing that I'm excited about that's here. Uh-oh. Sure, we got right. no other news. Why not? So, well, I think, well, okay, all right, we can start with that. But we gotta, we gotta, we gotta talk hands on with the, uh, with yeah, the stuff. Well, let's, let's hear about Dan's hands on stuff first. What was I, your experience? What did you like the best? What was the most awesome? What was terrible? What did you put your hands on the most? Uh, armrests. Uh, <laughs> Good one. Go on. Yes, and then Johnny Ive. <laughs> nice. Did you did you hobnob with any Apple senior management? Um, I was within I was about to say spitting distance, and I realized that is not the right term you want to use uh, when talking about Apple executives. I was within handshake distance is of uh, Craig Federighi, who I've met on a couple occasions. I did not talk to him this time. Johnny Ive popped in. Phil um, was there. Uh, I think Eddie walked past us. Um, Tim was around. I didn't really see him. I saw Angela Arantz. Um, yeah. So I, I basically they were they were all around. They were schmoozing. Uh, but I didn't I didn't actually talk to anybody this time. Anybody anywhere? Anybody? Yeah. You kept, kept yourself myself. head mm-hmm. down. Moody drifter, pretty much. Yeah. Um, uh, but Hold, so, holding your sign that says the end is near. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Repent. So here's the interesting thing. Usually these places, you go to these events, and they do the big show and everything, and then you go into a little hands-on area. And in the past few years, I think Apple has realized that they really want to control that hands-on experience. Because there was one year, I think it was two years ago, they did, they were in San Jose for an event, and it was the most cramped little tiny area they had for hands-on, like that they were like metering people in and out because they could only have so many people. And it was just incredibly, it was just a really small room, and it was really crowded. And so then we got at the Apple Watch kickoff uh, last year. We got that like that. Remember that white Apple Store edifice they built outside mm-hmm. that auditorium. Uh, and then this year it was similar. They had two hands-on areas, one on either side of the stage. So if you went down like and turned left, it took you to the Apple TV area, and if you went down and took turned right, it took you to the iPhone, iPad, and Watch area. Um, not a Mac in sight, I would say. I don't remember seeing a single one. Um, so the Apple TV area was like these little like glass partition, not quite living rooms, but like glass partition rooms with a TV and, and the, like maybe some seats and stuff like that. It was very dark. It was very cave-like. And then the other side of it was really white and like open and airy and bright and all of that. So they had like these two dueling aesthetics going dark side, light side. Uh, and it was a very interesting experience because you have to walk all the way back through the theater to get to the other area. 
Um, and so, but they clearly were trying to tune these experiences for the products they had at hand. Like the, the one with all the iOS devices felt much more like an Apple store, which makes me wonder how they're going to demo the Apple TV stuff when it comes to the actual stores. Um, because I don't think they, not only they will, will they? I mean, in the past they have, there's you, there's really? been an Apple TV box set up somewhere on like one of the shit, like on one of the, Oh, okay. No, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. They're there, but they're not like, they usually just run on a loop and all that. But like, I think they have to, I think they have to demo it because it's, you know, not to say that they aren't going to be able to sell them without that, but it, it's, they're positioning this as a major product for the first time. So I feel like True. that's a big deal. The, yeah. the one thing I'm really sad about is I actually didn't get direct hands-on time with the Apple TV. Uh, there were so it was there were so many people in there, so I got to watch a few other people using it, but I could never quite get to the remote. Um, it looks very cool. It's you know obviously a little uh, what they showed on stage is only a subset of it, and not all that stuff works you know flawlessly every time as you might expect. Um, but the search stuff is really cool. Like the Siri search stuff is really impressive from what I saw. Uh, and I did see some people trying that out and doing different things with it. And it was, uh, that is that I came away from that as being like the one product that I really, really wanted. Um, I will say the, the, I spent five, 10 minutes or something trying the 3d touch on the iPhone. Uh, mm-hmm. and I actually thought that was pretty cool too. Uh, in t- to the point where like it takes a little getting used to. Um, and once you like realize like, Oh, I can, I can like, do this 3d touch gesture on all this stuff. Oh, I wonder what else I get. And you start trying in a bunch of different places. And then I, I like walked away and was using, checking something on my phone and I tried to use it on my <laughs> wow, phone. I was like, good. that was pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's um, kind of, it's kind of subtle, right? It is. And it's, it's hard. If you don't know to look for it, you will never find it. Uh, yeah. It is totally undiscoverable. Uh, is it, do you, did you check? And I'm sure you didn't. Did you check? Uh, if it works the same way it does on the watch in terms of clearing notifications, because I thought oh, that would I did be not. the best way to clear notifications. Oh, that would have been a good. I would have been a good check. I did not go check. back. Okay, see if they're still there. Get I'll back be on right the plane, back. Fly back. I'm sure that stuff's still there, right at that big theater. Right. What else are they going to do with it? Right. Yeah, I, mean, I was making sounds of flying to. Them. They just buy those things, right? I mean, those play, those venues. Yeah, you don't try to take one out though. In perpetuity. Um. I do love my favorite people at the event are always the uh, the people who stand around the Apple guys who stand around to like walk you through them and then as soon as you put the phones down they pull they produce their little chamois cloth as if by oh, magic really? and scrub furiously to remove all your fingerprints <laughs> get your get your disgusting oils Dirty off of it mitts. Um, so the the 6s what I came away impressed impressed by that uh, I did try the I tried the iPad Pro keyboard which was interesting. Um, I think a lot of people have likened it to the MacBook keyboard, which I haven't really used that much. Um, but I would say probably pretty similar. Uh, Dan Frake said there, he liked that the iPad one actually better because there was oh spacing God, really? between the keys was better. Oh. Um, so it was easier to sort of let your fingers find the keys, he thought, than the than on the MacBook. And there is actual action in those there keys. There is. Yep, yep, yeah. absolutely. It definitely, yeah. it, it struck me, I've tried a Surface it struck me as more better than the surface. Yeah, because the surface one does not. I mean, the, well, the, the the real flat one does not have any action on the surface key. Yeah. Those so there yeah. is some there is some travel there, but it's not very much. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not sold on that just because it's, to me, I feel like why wouldn't I just get a Bluetooth keyboard? Um, right. But mm, I mean, I can see the appeal to having it as a sort of all in one uh, package. Uh, but it, that was cool. I wish I, I didn't get a chance to use the pencil either. I saw some people using it, but 
Um, you didn't get a chance to use a pencil. I know. Like, you're one of 150 people who had access, maybe more than that. Well, there were like 1,000 people in there. One of 1,500 people who had access to that. <laughs> I know. I, to, I, to three I, pencils. People, yeah, people kept hogging them. Were the pencils tethered? <laughs> no. Jim, Jim Dalrymple. Yeah. I think Jim put one in his beard. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, where they all end up. They're all, they're all going to end up there eventually. They shake him and he, like, they oh. just start falling out. Speaking of things you could lose in Jim Dalrymple's beard, uh, Maltz and I do have some follow-up. Um, <laughs> On Cody. <laughs> no, we had a debate over how much you're going to have to spend to That's replace right. your inevitably lost Apple TV <laughs> we, remote. We were both off. How much uh, is I it? was off by more, but we were mm-hmm. both wrong. Let's remember we were both wrong. So equally wrong yeah. is how I would label it. No, uh, wrong. No, you actually were off by more, as you as you correctly just said. But it's a right and wrong kind of binary. So <laughs> we were both wrong and not right. I guessed $29 to replace it. And what did you guess, Molt? I guessed 60 And Dan, what's your guess? Or do you already know the answer? He, I actually don't know the answer. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, you were both wrong. I, I don't know. 50 bucks. No, coming to ahead, Walt. More than that, uh, it's uh, it's seventy nine dollars. <laughs> wow, yeah. so that's half the price of the damn set top box, huh? More mm-hmm. than if you get the hundred fifty version. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, right. that remote struck me as. I mean, there's nothing that fancy in the box compared to the box you have now. It's a little circuit board. The best box is the one you have with you. The best box is the one you have with you. Cardboard box. <laughs> yeah, Welcome. cardboard box. Usually, um, I always have a cardboard box with me. But the hardware in there isn't... I mean, it's better, It's but there's nothing super new about what's in there, right? It's just better versions of what was in the older one, and some. Uh, there's more storage. I think that's the main reason it's larger, is my guess. It's bigger, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's why it's better. Yeah. And what do you do with the storage in there? That's so you can just download some movies. It's apps. As far as I can tell. Apps. But what's interesting about that is the apps are limited to like 200 megabytes right now. See, somebody else said that's not true. Right. That's not. That's not exactly true. That is the initial download. You have to load everything else on the fly. I see. Was my understanding based on our chat with right? But it's still for your contributor guy English. What the what the thing? Yeah. I mean, it'll it downloads chunks. So the initial download has to be 200 megabytes or less and then every you know like if you have a game you can set it up to be you know like it's 18 lit lit levels and each level right you would download separately Mom, and the add, apple tv add. downloaded chunks all over the floor again <laughs> <laughs> well what's funny about that was a conversation i was having with an apple guy i think he's a product manager or something and someone asked so could you have a scenario like with the amazon ios app where it downloads videos like for offline use. And he kind of hemmed and hawed and eventually came back with the, that's a policy question. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so there you go. I don't know <laughs> how significant that is, but uh, so I, yeah, there's the, the Apple TV stuff is really cool. Um, I think that's the thing I'm most excited about out of all the announcements, which I don't know, seems like you guys were kind of on the same page with that. Yeah, yeah, I was anyway. I don't know about this guy. But... I, I think the Apple TV looks nice. And like, if I didn't have Roku's for more TVs than I had <laughs> TVs, then I would get a. If you just were, you, if, if Lex wasn't just getting sent free Roku's left and right, I sure. paid for every Roku in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Top dollar. But listen, let me tell you about for just a moment what I used my television for most recently. And that was disappointment. The first week of the football season is in the books. How'd your fantasy team do? Mine sucked. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know I, my real team sucked. I have bad news for everybody because I was here. I was hoping to win like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars from FanDuel, and instead I won zero dollars. Uh, but if you didn't win money this first week, you can on FanDuel this coming weekend. Uh, so I started Sam Bradford, who had a good day, except for losing. Uh, FanDuel <laughs> is the trusted leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. You know who they're talking about. They're paying out over $75 million a week this football season. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Unless you're an idiot like me who starts to Sean Jackson, who gets injured three plays in. And then scores zero <laughs> points for your team. Entry fees start at just one dollar. Wow, you had a bad week. Can play except for me because I stank on ice. <laughs> so uh, no, I I will tell you up until Deshaun Jackson's injury, which was easily five minutes into the day, I was really feeling good about my team. <laughs> I I actually want to give you the uh, rankings so that you know. Um, over here, I I came in uh, out of. 59,627 participants. I came in 43,148th place. So I didn't mm. do that badly compared to the more than, uh, more than 10,000 people did worse than I did. So that, right. that's what I hang my hat on. Last year, Joe Watson from New York turned a $50 deposit into over $30,000 in two weeks playing fantasy football on FanDuel. Join him and the over 1 million other users who have already won money. Go to FanDuel.com, click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use our code REBOUND, and sign up now. A special offer for new users. For every dollar you deposit, FanDuel will match it with up to 200 bucks that gets earned as you play. It's a bonus of up to $200. The offer is only good for the first 50 people that use our code REBOUND today. Don't forget to use our code REBOUND. It's FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Offer code REBOUND. Sign up today. Uh, I, I really thought I was going to win. And win some of Lex's money. Yeah, I, I did not win. <laughs> I prefer my fantasy sports to contain actual wizards. <laughs> I will tell you the truth. I was, you know, when I first did this team, I was like, well, I'll do this. So I know what I'm talking about when I do the ad reads. Makes sense. And then all I could think of as I saw my crushing defeat finalized last night as the Eagles also lost was like, um, man, I have to play again next week. <laughs> so uh, it works. It's good. So it's fun. There you have it. All right. Now, the other thing I'm doing with my TV. Yeah, which is the thing I wanted to tell you. Throwing it out. Uh, so I had, I tweeted at Dan Frakes and said, "What's the best network attached storage device that I should get?" And oh, he said, uh-oh. "He said I don't know. I don't really use one right now. But here's what Wirecutter recommends: you should go get one of those and then tell me if it's any good." <laughs> quality, quality journalism. I I turned to Frakes for this kind of stellar advice. Now mm-hmm. I had actually already previously in my life been on the Wirecutter article about this because I kept thinking about getting one. Um, but now with Dan's inspiration, I actually pulled the trigger. Um, and Wirecutter actually makes multiple recommendations. They say, you know, here's what to get if you want the top performance and here's what to get if you're more of a NAS beginner. And I went beginner style. So I got the WD My Cloud Mirror that comes in 4 terabyte, 6 terabyte, 8 terabyte, 10, and 12 terabyte sizes. Uh, all of those are gen kind of halved because it's like it's kind of doing raid inside splitting it in half and backing one on the other so i got the eight terabyte version where it's four and four that's the math uh and here's what i'm liking about it i've been ripping all of my dvds to it like a process that everybody else who wanted to do this did a decade ago and um it's fast enough for my purposes for for write speed and then it can be a dlna server which means that the roku can see it 
as a device capable of streaming movies. And so you go to the Roku and you hit play and it just starts streaming instantly and perfectly. If you pause it, the Roku remembers where you left off, which is cool. So um, wait, you just, you just dump the, the raw, the ripped video files onto that device and the Roku sees it. Yes. There's a folder for videos, but you can, okay. the, since the server can, since it can be a DLNA server and it can also be like web dev and it can do everything. But so I turned on DLNA and that means that it can, you tell it what you tell the Roku, what folders to look in for videos. And then it just does. Um, it shows like the poster art for them. Um, and you know, it just it, all the Roku features work. So like the backup button works and pausing, fast forwarding, rewinding. Great. But they also have iOS apps so you can watch on your iPad or your iPhone. And if you wanted to, you can access it all via, uh, remotely via the internet too, because you can set up your, with their WD website situation, you can set it up so that you can log in when you're away and start watching. Uh, so it's pretty cool. And I have been astonished by how well it works. They also have out of the box. It's also set up to look like a time machine backup folder for your computers. And my Macs all noticed right away and said, mm. do you want to use it for that too? So, um, do you, so I mean, so oh. if you rip all your stuff to your movies to put on that, is there, is this like set up in a redundancy or something like, I mean, you know, cause otherwise if that craps out, do you lose all your movies? Well, so like I was saying, it's, it's got raid one built in. So it's got mirror mode. So there's two, four terabyte drives inside. Okay. So it's so, backing one up onto the other. So one so basically yeah, well, mirroring means that essentially if one of those dies, you could pop in a new, a new exactly. drive and it should maintain it. And what I'm thinking is I'll get rid of all the jewel cases and just get, you know, those books and put the DVDs in there. So then I can just stick the folder, the book of DVDs in my storage room. Or Trash. Something. And then that's like, that's your hard backup, right? So if everything goes to shit, you still have a copy. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. But I'm, it's awesome. Like and the, the crappy part of this de- process deposit is ripping. box for that, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 The ripping is what is super annoying. Like I've been ripping all day, every day, whenever I think of it. And if it <laughs> finishes, I just put another one in there. But then... Like if I'm on a video call or like right now recording, not even because of the noise, but just because like my laptop, which is where I've been most typically plugging in the external DVD drive, um, it's it's fine and quiet if you're just ripping a DVD. But if you're ripping a DVD and doing anything else intensive, it's like holy shit, I can't possibly handle this. And the fans go like eight million miles an hour, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than that, it's a great process. And I'm watching movies that I hadn't watched in forever because it's so much easier than finding the DVD and putting it in at the time you want to watch it. I'm a big fan. I'm a big okay. endorser now. Okay. I'm a convert. I was going to talk about you, it last week, but there was a new thing. I wouldn't have thought you had that many DVDs. Hundreds. I used to be a giant <laughs> DVD a haul. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, I stopped buying them at a certain point, so I probably I might have looking over. I might have a hundred. Might have. 100. Yeah. I mean, I haven't bought DVDs in years because, like, as Netflix became a thing, even in the yeah. Quickster days, I was in. I stopped buying DVDs, but I like. I would say 70% of my DVDs have Blockbuster stickers on them, like when previously viewed, <laughs> okay. like, weird. You not, just not stole stolen, a lot man. of DVDs from Blockbuster is what you're saying. Not stolen, but rather, like, when you have, <laughs> I would always go to their $5. Just waited them out. You knew they were going to go out of business at some point. <laughs> Suckers. Um, but so it's, I don't know. It's like, I just watched, actually, two Brendan Fraser movies, which is weird enough, but uh, Bedazzled <laughs> and Blast from the Past. I was in the bees at the time. And... <laughs> They're both great movies that I hadn't watched in years, but they don't stream anywhere. So my other question. My house. Here's my other question. There's a reason. Go ahead. So I, I, I don't use, I don't, I don't have an NAS. Uh, I'm interested in the idea. Does it, so it connects via the network. So basically yes. it says everything is streamed via the network. 
Yes. It's okay. plugged It has right its own little airport. like servery, like little minor small computer in it, essentially, right? That's exactly right. Okay. Oh, so it connects via Wi Fi? No, it's you don't have to directly you plug, in. you plug directly into okay, you yeah. you Ethernet it into your exactly. router. It means yeah. you need some ports on your router there. Well, yeah, I did unplug something else and then I plugged <laughs> in a uh, you know, a wired switch. As soon as you get the wired switch involved, like yeah, they're not gonna, everything's not gonna see each other. But I just plug stuff that I don't care about seeing the rest of the network in, like the solar panels, upload their information to the internet so that I can get credit for the solar. And that I don't care if I can't access from the rest. So that's plugged into the switch, and then everything else is direct. All right. Give me, give me the name of this thing again. It is the WD My Cloud Mirror, and I sent you the link. <laughs> oh, which we'll put in the show. Yeah, yes. but I don't know. I mean, like, it's awesome. And so, again, if you read the uh, uh, Wirecutter article, they suggest two others first as being faster, either on reading or writing or both or something. But this one is the one they say is for beginners. And I will say that even this one for beginners, like, you have to be, I had to be savvy. mildly computer savvy to get it going. Thank God like, you are mildly computer savvy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, it was, it, there were many things that were not obvious. Um, like, you can only make it become a DLNA server so that devices can stream from it, uh, including Plex on the Apple TV, if you wish, um, if you go to its web interface um, and then navigate through multiple screens of the web interface. And it's like, it's intuitive once you know it kind of thing. It's, it's, and it's all worked. It hasn't had any hiccups, any issues at all, but it's... And uh, you, got the four, you got the four terabyte? I did the eight terabyte. Oh, you um, did the eight terabyte. Okay. Yeah. Eight Probably terabyte more is three, 376. Well, you'll yeah. need it eventually. That's right. the thing. And it's, I actually, I paid a little bit less because the price was lower before and now it's okay. up again, but like $20 yeah. less. Um, and I'm thinking since I have Sonos, Sonos wants a NAS device as well so that it can do its thing. And so I'm thinking I'll put all the music there once I'm done with the video project. And so it's exciting. You can also, I mean, if you bought a cheaper one, you could also swap the drives in, right? Because yes. in theory... There's no reason you couldn't yeah, just you can swap get your drives in. Yeah, although the price for the drives didn't look that bad to no, me. No, I don't think it Especially because it it's two drives, right? So, right. Um, and uh, it also has, a U, I think, two USB ports, and you can connect other giant drives to it that way that it will just immediately start using as well. Interesting. So, right, interesting. there you go. I, I'm loving it. And now my mother-in-law is going to do it, and I mean, it Unfortunately, the law prevents me from saying I could rip off her DVDs when I'm putting them on her drive and also put them on mine. So that I can't do, unfortunately. That's for sure. Bad. No, you are a, a law-abiding citizen, which is great. Yeah, that's a, a shame. darn shame. Right. So you don't even need an Apple TV, is what you're saying? That's correct. <laughs> Screw it. But I can't talk to my network attached storage. No, you can't. I mean, you you could. You also can't play games on it. Um, yeah, no. the game, you know, honestly, the couple games I saw demoed look pretty good. I mean, they're not going to give like your Xbox or your PlayStation a run for the money, but they, uh, you know, it's like, like having give your, give your Wii a run for its money though. Yeah. And, and you see, there's the thing I, and I was talking with our, our frequent guest guy English about this, about, you know, there've been rumors for years about like, oh, Nintendo and Apple should team up and like, you know, it's starting to feel more and more like they should because Nintendo's not doing so hot these days. <laughs> Right. Uh, and, you know, Apple is doesn't really have the clout in games, but they seem to make a platform that people enjoy writing games for and playing games on. So that seems like a pretty good mashup there, I would think. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems like the, you know, some of the stuff they demoed during the keynote seemed very Wii-ish. Right. Which is the yeah, I mean, third using, Nintendo console, the Wii-ish. Using, 
using the remote as a like a baseball bat yeah exactly so i i don't know i i think there this will be interesting i think you might see a lot of people who play games on their iphone and ipad playing more games on their apple tv but i don't think it's necessarily going to take any market away from the the high-end consoles it's just a, it's yeah. a totally different totally different experience what's nintendo's market cap <laughs> uh yeah let's play that game of could <laughs> apple just buy nintendo for with like change it found lying in its in its white and black sofas yeah right um, i mean an apple tv with like a whole bunch of mario games on it would be i mean in my house a huge hit yeah no i i think who wouldn't like that right um any other hands-on questions i could answer for you guys um did it look like your hands had been well lotioned I don't know. Did it hands look like I don't know. I got nothing. Is Johnny's t-shirt as tight as it really looks? <laughs> oh, I so hold on. We we did um we did Lex's we helped Lex with his phone issue back when he was considering upgrading. That's right. Um and so I already is, pre-ordered. Oh, my tell, yeah, sure, here is that. my crazy phone issue. I am still so I bought a six last year and I bought it on a two-year contract because I was dumb and didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> everything's changing right like this is the way you did it like two or three years ago was you bought a contract it has everything's changing so i'm looking to get a 6s now my mother has a 5s my dad does not have a smartphone at all my mom's like you should just give him your old phone and i was like okay does he want that's a whole different issue does he even want a smartphone well she wants him to have a smartphone so that's all that really matters here right so what I'm considering Make your mother doing, happy, Dan. What I'm considering doing is this set of of gymnastics, which is to say, so I signed up to reserve a phone, a 64 gigabyte 6s, using the iPhone upgrade program. Okay, that's Apple's new thing. Apple's new thing where you can pay a monthly fee, you get Apple Care Plus along with a new phone, and you can upgrade after a year. Yep, I figured, yep, yep. hey, I like to upgrade my phone a lot because I write about that stuff. So that could be pretty beneficial to me. And you don't have to deal with the carriers as much because it's all through Apple. So what I'm looking at doing is going in, buying that as like a new line on my contract or on my, mm-hmm. on my existing AT&T plan, which is already like a shared data plan. It's just I'm the only person on it. So I'm going to add the success as a separate line. Swap my sim swap the phones can yeah. does that work if i just pull my sim from the six and pop it in the success am i good to I go i don't see why it would not work yeah and then your carrier, bo- AT&T? you're both yeah, yeah. at yeah. you're both yeah. on yes. the same you're in the same carrier same plan you know and then same group plan the trick is i have to i still have to port my dad's number because he has like an old crappy flip phone and he wants to keep his number so i'd have to port that i think you can just port it to like a just a sim though well, when you add the line, I think you can do it. You then. just get a SIM, essentially. No, you just tell him I'm moving this. Okay. So he's on a different carrier. He's on like Virgin Mobile or something, you know, pay as you yeah. go type thing. But I he think, wants. Yeah, his I mean, milk. they just. Yeah, you can so, do that. So I mean, I that's, what, that's the... what happens anytime. I mean, assuming he's not still on a like a contract. No, no, right? that's a pay as you go. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not even. Yeah. So yeah, it's no, all you just tell stuff. him, and then they take care. Of, they take care of all that okay. crap. Yeah. So um, I will end up in theory with a six that he can use a success for me and then after i iron out all of that crap i will move my mom's phone onto the same plan so that we will all three be on the same plan yeah i think what they did when i yeah this is exactly what happened because when i moved from at&t to verizon they needed my login stuff to my at&t account which i was a little bit uncomfortable with giving them but i did it anyway because i'm an idiot um and they just handled moving the okay They've got some system that just like goes into your account. The real question is, do I need 
do I need to bring my dad with me? Because that's going to be a whole other nightmare then. No, you don't have to bring him with you. That's okay. my feeling. You really shouldn't. I need to, but I need all his information. <laughs> You're going to need all that information, right? Because okay. I won't just do it. Yeah. He doesn't with, know what any of that is You can't just steal anyways. your dad's account. Yeah. With, with <laughs> Apple's thing and with T-Mobile's thing that I'm using, like the, the trade-off, which isn't that bad, but is a thing, is that you don't get to keep the phone. Right. Like you have to, like with T-Mobile... I was kind of, I got, I didn't get up in the middle of the night. Uh, I tried pre-ordering at midnight Eastern because I'm stupid and thought that's what it was. And then I saw that you couldn't do that until 3 a.m. And I was like, screw that. So around seven in the morning or six 30 in the morning, the day that the pre-orders were open, I called, uh, if I still wrote for Apple, I would have had this scoop. The woman in Wichita, Kansas for T-Mobile said, uh, uh, this is the busiest iPhone pre-order day we've ever had here, and I've been working here for nine years or something like that. So that was exciting. Well, according <laughs> to Apple, they said yeah. yes. that they are on track to beat last year, which is but I knew that before kind of, they said it. Right, a kind of weird that they, you know, they don't usually mention that kind of thing. They yeah. usually are pretty close to us. But I think you know, as someone pointed out, maybe it was maybe it was Mr. Gruber pointing out that you know last year people will all be like, oh yeah, iPhone sales never get better than this. They were yeah. wrong. Uh, but so they said that, but so, uh, you know, I, I'm on the phone with her and she's like, well, what colors do you want? And I was like, uh, I guess one, my wife wants the silver and white. And I said, I'll do gold. And then she says, do you mean gold or rose gold? And I said, well, I said gold, so I mean gold. But the only reason I went to gold was because I wanted to be able to tell it apart from my other phone. And then as I, um. after I said it and she looked, I was like, wait, I'm not going to keep the other phone. I have to give it back to them. So it was stupid. So I was stupid. That's right. the point. Yeah. Nice. I don't know what, but but if you keep the phone for two years, you might be able to keep the phone, right? Because you're paying the whole thing off. Yeah, at some point, I think it's just yours. So you might well, have to pay. Yeah, some I think kind of some things are different. Two years, I, I was just doing well, a big rundown but, of all these different plans, and some of them, like Sprint's plan, you're actually leasing it, and so their 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 charge oh, yeah. is much lower. It's like twenty bucks a month. Um, that's T-Mobile's too. Yeah, but, but that's T-Mobile's concept is it's a lease. Right, right, it's a lease, exactly. Right. So I guess you could potentially yeah. pay it off, but right. you don't. T-Mobile lets yeah. you exercise the full I don't thing know if Sprint does. After 18 months, and it's just the delta. It's the delta of what they would have charged yeah. for it. New, so it's, you're not paying anything more. Right, because Sprint actually has a separate plan if you want to, like, buy to own, you know, lease to own or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm doing some, some something similar to what you're doing because the, the entire family is getting new phones. <laughs> Hank is going to get my Everybody phone. Everybody gets a phone. Um, which is on, which is on a Verizon. Yes, new to them phones, which is on Verizon's um, like upgrade plan. But I'm not going gotcha. to upgrade it. Um, and instead, I'm going to go out and get, you know, Karen's got a five that she's been using. So she's pretty excited to get a new phone. <laughs> so she's going to get a success um, off Apple's plan. And then I'm going to go out and also get a success off of Apple's plan. And uh, and then pass my, my six down to Hank. So and then That's the dog fun. will get <laughs> Karen's Karen's five. <laughs> um, so listen, I want to hear more about the dog. But first, yes. we have one other advertiser. We would be remiss if, and not paid if we didn't talk about them. <laughs> we might not be paid otherwise. But anyway, Softlayer delivers a cloud built for results. You guys remember Softlayer because they've been on the show for like five years at this point. Your business applications and computational workloads are unique, so you deserve cloud resources that meet your specific needs. Softlayer is one of the only cloud providers that provisions dedicated servers and virtual servers, otherwise known as a public cloud, from a single seamless platform, all on demand, 
all connected to the same open API, all connected to a global private network, and they allow you to scale your workloads up and down quickly with ample space for your storage-intensive tasks. You know what kind of company SoftLayer is? I'll tell you what kind of company it is. It's an IBM company. In fact, IBM uses SoftLayer as its cloud infrastructure foundation for all IBM cloud products and services. Even if you're not looking for infrastructure, you can benefit from SoftLayer infrastructure when you use platform or software services for IBM Cloud. Our listeners have the opportunity to get $500 of cloud infrastructure by visiting softlayer.com slash podcast. That's S-O-F-T-L-A-Y-E-R dot com slash podcast. You can order bare metal servers, virtual servers, storage, networking, and security services from your choice of data center. They have 24 of them around the world. They're all connected to SoftLayer's unique network of networks, which separates public, private, and management traffic. So your traffic on your cloud infrastructure is going to be as efficient as possible. You can automate and control your cloud infrastructure with a granular API or use the easy-to-use SoftLayer customer portal. So again, it's softlayer.com slash podcast to get started with $500 off server, storage, network, and security on a cloud built for results from SoftLayer. Our thanks to the fine folks at SoftLayer from IBM for once again sponsoring The Rebound. What does Cody think of that? He's not in here today. Sorry. Oh, oh no. No Cody? Listen, you sell the house, you don't need Cody in the room anymore. That's how I feel. <laughs> Is that the way it works? Co- Cody comes with ass. <laughs> <laughs> Do they uh, know that? No. There, there, there goes your your upgrade pricing. So right as we're right as we're recording this, we're about I mean what like twelve I don't know, maybe twenty four hours away from iOS nine dropping I believe and Watch OS two and Watch OS two. I have actually not used Watch OS two at all. I've used none the iOS nine betas, but it's I, funny that you mentioned that. I've used none of it. Like I was you know together with the family over Rosh Hashanah and my Lashana Tova by the way. Thank you, you too. My future brother in law was handing me his phone for something and i saw that he was running ios 9 just the public betas <laughs> and i was like man lex you've changed you have changed friedman <laughs> i i rely on my phone i can't put beta software on it <laughs> I, I i waited until a fairly late beta before I it's made pretty it's pretty it's, it's been it's, fine i mean i'm me. on gm now so you know is there any point at this point though to me doing it if no. it's coming out tomorrow no it's zero, right? until, no zero. wait just until tomorrow or but, would it be faster to download it today than it will be tomorrow uh, uh that's I possible but <laughs> i, I do but the process is is so, more involved because well, you gotta my... go you gotta go provision oh, you know and not provision yeah. but you have to go tell them uh, this i want to put this Plus phone into the, the beta program and yeah it's too much yeah. work but right. here's my question for you lex as someone not using ios 9 are there things you're excited about or are you just like don't even know what's in ios 9 <laughs> i'm <laughs> i'm definitely closer to the latter which is embarrassing. It's at funny because you're on a tech podcast right now. Yeah, I know. I Hold know. on, we're gonna so, call, we're gonna call Guy English. We'll be right back. Yeah. Um, so uh, I the thing I'm most excited about is the middle finger emoji. Um, <laughs> I think that's nine point one. Unfortunately, oh, that's right. You're gonna be waiting a little while. You gotta longer. wait. You gotta wait for October. Uh, I'm, or I'm excited for the ability for third party apps to do better things with notifications. Like I reply from notification banners and messages all the time. Being able to do that for other apps is good. That's new, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't have it. I don't have it on my phone. So I actually did some of these things. I don't know about because I, I actually only got it on do my iPad. have it on my phone. I finally put it on my phone after. Uh, uh, what else should I be excited about? Like, I'm not going to be able to do the multi tasking thing i don't think because i have the ipad minis i don't know if it works on them or not yeah i gotta consider whether or not i need to upgrade uh on the ipad side of things because the ipad mini 2 will not cut it although i've heard uh, there was a review i think ours technica had a review of the ipad mini 4 
which was actually pretty positive. It's obviously not as good as like an iPad Air 2, but it's uh, pretty close, was the word on the street. Um, well, let me, let me tell you, are you excited <laughs> about, well, there's the proactive features. Uh, for, it's like for pros, who are, for pros who are active for pros who are very active it's I a it's I a form know. of yogurt <laughs> 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 or shampoo i always get those confused yeah, sometimes uh, with D- disastrous dan's results ha- dan's gonna have to help out here i have no idea what this so proactive is. is the thing that's kind of like the if you so remember when you used to be able to swipe oh, right, left right, and right, there's right. spotlight this is kind of their answer to like google now where it's like here are contacts and apps that we and like quick searches for local oh you mean stuff. yeah 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 so you're right okay is that what that i didn't know what that was so called. it's 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 doing suggestions for whom else you might want to send an email to the way gmail's done for the past two years yeah so but the stuff i kind of like about this is the stuff that is much more i i don't think the proactive screen is necessarily that useful i think that the stuff that interests me more is the automatic stuff a lot of which is stuff that google has already done such as it will look in your uh in your email if you get like flight info or an or an event it will automatically like put it as like a tentative thing on your calendar that you can then go accept or decline rather than you having to like manually add it which is nice um i've I've already used that to good effect uh it will also do um i think as you mentioned it does like the like suggested recipients um it does if you like get a phone number phone call from someone who's like emailed you and has their phone number in the email, then it will suggest when your phone rings, like maybe it's this person. Right. Um, it'll do the, do the um, suggestions about when to leave for things based on traffic and current driving time. Right. That's cool. I'm excited about that feature. Yes. You've sold me. <laughs> I think those, you. Are, those are the things, I mean, that's stuff where it's like more passive. It's like, I don't have to do anything to trigger this. It is just you being smarter about the information that's already available to me, that seems like it makes a lot of sense based on you're trying to promote this as a virtual assistant. And so often it seems like, you know, a virtual assistant that doesn't have the slightest clue what's going on in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like, of course, the Siri updates and we'll see how, I mean, you've been using them, I guess, guys. Are they good in practice? Is Siri better than ever? It's fine. I haven't, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I didn't think this was a major update for Siri. There's some nice things like there's a remind you when you like get into your car thing which i established does work by it detects when you pair when your phone pairs with your car so if you have that is okay yeah i did i determined that by testing it um it was that's nice Uh, i you know really haven't identified like i guess it's got stuff where it can like so like search for your photos and videos based on information you give it but i guess i just don't do that enough Mm-hmm. Um, and then they sort of the same stuff that they've done with Spotlight and El Capitan where you can type in like a sports team name or weather or a math equation or something into the search bar of the phone it will now like give you like smart yeah. results for some of those is, am I incorrect is, is there like a you're incorrect a, a, wait for it Okay. Um, th- uh, like a screen within a screen thing with like some video stuff like um, I just I, don't know what did, I did some weird it. I did some weird swipe thing Whoa, and, John, that's um, getting a little personal or maybe that maybe it's just any app but it was like there was there was a um netflix i was watching netflix and i ended up in my home screen but with like netflix down in a little corner like still playing yeah uh if you're on the ipad uh then yeah, it, that's then, what it was yeah then there's a picture in picture capability yeah. which is a lot like the um i just when did, you, it's like when you use accident. when you use <laughs> facetime and it shows you your little thumbnail um, of like yourself while you're talking to somebody else it's kind of mm-hmm. like that but it like hovers over whatever other app you want to use right which is really yeah. nice 
a lot of that stuff though is also so that and the slide over work on I think any iPad, but the yes, split yes, screen slide over definitely. Well, only, I don't know about any. I mean, any recent one. Yeah, the split screen only works on either the, the iPad Air, Air 2. Two. The Mini Four does support it now, I believe, because it's it's powerful enough. And the Pro and the Pro, <laughs> Super Pro. <laughs> So say this again. What supports who now? All right. The split view is the only thing that's like, I think the real like actual doesn't work on everything, Um, which I think unless you have an iPad or an iPad one. Well, if then you can't even update to iOS. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So those things are not supported. Yeah. So split view is like the, like having two apps open and active at the same time. Um, And that is only available on the pro, the air two. And I think the mini four. Yeah, I think that's right. So stuff with like the newest processors in it, basically. Right. Interesting. Okay. Um, supposedly, according to the pre, uh, like, I don't know how people using digging around in Xcode and stuff, it sounds like the new iPhones and the new iPad mini have two gigabytes of RAM. Right. And the new iPad Pro, Pro has Pro. Four. four, which apparently but you have to say like that has four, four gigabytes of RAM, um, and which I think is basically necessary because I was chatting at the event with uh, Doctor Wave, um, who people might know on on Twitter. Not at, a doctor, not a doctor, but works at Pixar, and he was talking about like drawing on it. He's like, that thing better have four gigs, four gigs of RAM, <laughs> otherwise it's going to be useless. Um, so yeah, there's a lot more RAM, it seems like in a lot of the devices, which is a welcome addition for anyone who's ever reopened Safari and had all of their tabs reload. Yeah. Every time. So basically a welcome addition for everyone. For everyone. Except not everyone gets it. Uh, so as people who have used, um, these iOS betas, does it walk you through how to multitask, like how to do those things? I have Um, not seen it. Uh, because all the non-intuitive stuff, you know, I know like when you, for a while, I don't remember if it was iOS 8. I think it was early iOS 8. It would say, like, hey, here's where Spotlight is now. The first time you used it and right. the first time you launched the app store, it's like, hey, here's a bunch of apps you should go get, which all makes sense. Um, but I think, and again, it always depends a little bit if you're like, are you upgrading from an existing phone or just, like, is it a first-run experience type thing? Yeah. But I, I feel think like no matter what, it's, it's kind of a first run if, you're, if it's your first time using iOS 9. Like, somebody's got to tell you how to do what you're doing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Again, with the betas also, it's hard to tell what is if they've actually like enabled that when you're installing betas yeah um so i don't know report back to us yeah you let us know all right now are you guys running 9.1 or are you running the nine betas just i'm running nine gm nine just nine on both phones. i might leapfrog you guys i might just sign up for nine well nine one nine one's not out in beta yes no it is public beta one is out oh there's a public beta for nine one oh yeah dude you're the okay all right all right well no that's i'm i don't think my iphone is even on the uh public beta doesn't i don't even have the option on there i'm literally installing the 9.1 public beta right (laughs) (laughs) that's lex friedman of old (laughs) there he is we missed you buddy (laughs) there's only three minutes remaining i just want to be ahead of you guys for a couple days that's all it is yeah Dan said that I don't belong on the rebound anymore, so I gotta, <laughs> I gotta catch up. <laughs> I I didn't say you didn't belong. I just threatened to replace you. A <laughs> world wow. different. Jeez, tough, tough crowd.
Lex, are you getting a rose gold? Is that what you said? No, gold gold. Gold gold. <laughs> oh, man. <Were> you... <laughs> oh, perfect. So gold. <laughs> You're gold, man. <laughs> oh, fuck all of you. <laughs> it matches my new house. That's why. Oh. <sighs>